Hey nomads, welcome to Digital Nomad Stories, the podcast. My name is Anne Klaassen and together with my co-host Kendra Hasse, we interview digital nomads. Why? Because we want to share stories of how they did it. We talk about remote work, online business, location independency, freelancing, travel, and of course, about the digital nomad lifestyle. Do you want to know more about us and access all previous episodes? Visit digitalnomadstories.co. All right, over to Kendra for today's interview. Welcome to Digital Nomad Stories, the podcast. My name is Kendra and I'm your host today. Today I'm joined by Michael. He works as a productivity coach focusing on digital minimalism for online workers. So I'm super excited to talk about his experience today because for sure for you, dear listeners, there will be great recommendations for your remote working. As well, I'm super excited to listen to his story as a digital nomad. So welcome, Michael. Nice to have you here. Thank you for having me on the podcast, Kendra. Happy to be here. Great. Where are you right now in this moment? Well, I am currently in uh, Colombia, Medellin. That's nice. Greatly enjoying the, my time here and the weather. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, doing a little bit of work, a little bit of um, sightseeing. So yes, it's been great. I've been here for the last um, five weeks and I'm staying a couple more weeks. Wow, that's, a, that's amazing. So maybe we start talking a little bit about your digital nomad lives. You say you're there already for five weeks. Where have you been before and since when are you a digital nomad? I started my uh, digital nomad adventure in um, November of the last year, 2021. Uh, so I've been traveling for uh, the past, well, it's been oh, around, uh, let's say, 13 months. And um, at the time before I started, I lived in the Netherlands. And from the Netherlands, uh, it all started in Mexico. So I went to Mexico and I spent my last uh, year there uh, traveling in different cities. I, I lived in Playa del Carmen, uh, in Cancun, Mexico City, Guadalajara and uh, a couple of other places uh, and visiting a lot of places as well. Cool. And did your wife and, and, and Playa del Carmen already knowing that you want to stay there for one year? Or did you then decide that you would like to live this lifestyle of traveling? I already knew I wanted to um, live this lifestyle. I knew nothing about Mexico. I just had a friend in Playa del Carmen who encouraged me to uh, come there. I went, I, I really liked the place and I stay, stayed in Playa for the next uh, six months. So yeah, it's been a, an amazing experience. Uh, it's, uh, the Playa has a uh, great uh, community of digital nomads. Yeah, There's a lot yeah. of different events um, and different things happening for digital nomads. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good um, recommendation then also for our listeners, I think. I've never been to Playa del Carmen as a digital nomad, but I'm hearing more and more that's becoming the next hub for digital nomads. I think it is. And uh, the good thing about Playa is that the community is so well organized. There's several different groups on WhatsApp for digital nomads for whatever interest you might have, whether it's online business, meditation, yoga retreats, uh, you'll find anything you like. And uh, there's so many events uh, organized in different, uh, well, uh, restaurants, cafes, or some other places. It's even more than I had time for. So 
yeah, uh, that time has been really active and it's been a great adventure. Like not to mention that there's a lot of things to do around Playa, not just the sea, but cenotes, the jungle, some other places, uh, adventure parks. Cool. So I will add it on my list for sure. <laughs> Maybe let's go to your motivation. So what was this tipping point or what was your motivation to become a digital nomad? Because you said you lived before you lived in the Netherlands. So I assume you had a fixed job there. Well, I had this idea uh, for years in the back of my mind, but I never had this clarity of how I should start. Before I became a digital nomad for, I don't know, perhaps like even five years back, uh, I thought, hey, this is like, this would be an amazing lifestyle to live, this freedom, just the ability to work and travel and just the connection of like this mix of, of work and adventure at the same time, it was so appealing to me. I don't feel really good just having a job and just having this constraint of just having to be in an office between nine to five. Something inside me was revolting all the time. Every day I used to go to work. It's just, I had this feeling inside. No, it's not me. I want some freedom. I want to do my own thing. And so, uh, yes, I had this idea in mind for a couple of years. I used to, I was a, a member of some digital nomad groups on, on Facebook and I was, I would read uh, other people's posts and comments, how they live this lifestyle. I, I watched some videos on YouTube and it was so inspiring. And so throughout the years, I was building this vision of myself in my mind of how I wanted to live. And I think this vision is what finally made it possible. Um, and so uh, at some point, I just managed to uh, get enough clarity on what I would like to do as a digital nomad, what kind of, a, and in my case, it's a business. So uh, what kind of a business I would like to start uh, in order to support myself while having this lifestyle. And so that was the, the tipping point. And of course, I'll be happy to share some more thoughts on how I managed to get to that idea, if you like. But yes, that's, and finally, well, I, when I was in the Netherlands, it was during COVID, it was during this, the, the period of uh, lockdowns. I had quite a lot of time to uh, work on this idea and made it and, made, and make it a reality. Yeah, that sounds super interesting because more and more I feel it all starts with, with this deep wish we all have inside of traveling, of adventure, and then more and more we start creating this vision around it, as you say, visualizing it, we became brave and start our digital nomad lifestyle. So I really would appreciate it, as you just said, that you can share some of some ideas of how you made this vision become so clear to then start as a digital nomad. Well, I would mention a couple of things. First of all, I had put quite a lot of work into creating a vision of my life. Just having, just getting this clarity of who I want to be, what kind of a life I would like to live. And so I took a month or just in general, several weeks, I took a notepad and I started writing ideas in my head. And I divided my life into several different areas. Like uh, how would my how would I like my life to look in terms of health and fitness? How would I like to be in terms of like my intellectual abilities and, and skills? And then what kind of relationships would like to, I would like to have? What kind of a, like a 
in terms of business life, financially. And so it was this very comprehensive vision consisting of several, several different areas of my life. And when I put it together, then I had this vision and there was like actually a, a course that I went through that was um, guiding me through this process. So that was very helpful. So that was one thing, just having this vision and clarity and just having goals in my mind, and not just in my mind, but they were actually written goals, uh, written goals with uh, deadlines that, you know, something that I could actually work on. So that was one thing. And then I, uh, so the idea of my business, so how it happened is basically I, I had some struggles in my life and work uh, for, for a couple of years. When I, at the time, I used to have work for someone else or other companies as an employee, I struggled a lot with being productive. I was so disorganized. I was such a mess. You, you wouldn't believe. So basically, like, I, I was not very productive. I struggled a lot with uh, like managing myself at work and with managing my time, my, my focus, my energy. So I was so disorganized that I was even kicked out of some jobs. Uh, they just fired me. And at some point, you know, it was a, well, painful experience to, to hear that from your employer. Hey, yeah, you know, like, uh, I think we are not a good match. So that was at that point, I thought, well, you know, like I really have to do something with this. Like I need to manage myself better. So I started a long process of, uh, research and experimentation, how I can be more productive. So I. I uh, read a lot of books, I did a lot of productivity courses, and finally, over the period of five or six years, I, I managed to get to a point when I resolved these issues for myself. So I have spent thousands of hours on educating myself how to be more productive. And I finally, I created a, a framework, a simple framework for how I can manage myself better in terms of how productive I am. Because I work online, this framework has a lot of a lot to do with how I manage my devices, how I structure my workflow, how I manage my files, emails, uh, yeah, just basically how I work online. So everything started because you took time. You took time to sit down, to create your vision, to write, to think about your goals, your motivations. And then you just were thinking, okay, how can I do the digital nomad lifestyle? You, you realize that productivity is a huge part of your life where you educated yourself on, where you spent so much hours on. So that was then your motivation. Okay. Just for us to understand. Okay. Wow. I'm like an expert in productivity. I can create a framework. So this is, is then your business, right? So that was then right. your motivation. Okay. Now I can become this digital nomad because I can create a business around productivity. Correct. So at that point, when I was in the Netherlands, only my last year there, I started working with a coach, a business coach who I told her, Hey, I would like to run my own business. I don't know. I don't have a clarity of on exactly what it could be, but you know, if you could help me with it, that, that would be great. And she did. And so we worked for the period of uh, three months and that's how I managed to get clarity. Like uh, we went through a process of clarifying some, like what are my strengths, talents, previous experience. And together with her, I arrived at this idea of using productivity as a, a medium for what I would like to do in my business. 
Great. Yeah, that's like that sounds like super organized in one way. And that fits with really what I, I already had the pleasure of being in one of your productivity workshops, which I love. So I'm super excited to talk about it now. Do you want to share your framework like with us, with the listener, so we can use it in our daily work? Yeah, of course. Let me just start from like a very general idea. So basically, I, I'm helping uh, these organized online professionals to uh, radically simplify their online workflow, the way they work, so so that they can develop more productive online habits and become overall much more efficient. Yeah, I currently do this through a 12-week coaching program, which aim is to minimize uh, your distractions, stress, and overwhelm, and on the other hand, maximize your focus, time, and profit. So that's in a nutshell. That's what I do. And in order to achieve this, I use the principles of so-called digital minimalism. There's been a lot of talk, especially online uh, in the productivity circles uh, about uh, digital minimalism. It's been a very powerful uh, method for becoming more productive online. In essence, a digital minimalism is just eliminating a lot of clutter, unnecessary activities things that we do online so once we eliminate those what's left is just the important things that we should focus on that we should be focusing on um, daily in our work and life so that's the essence and well the result of it is that once we remove all of those things that are not really necessary they're just you know shiny objects that uh, take our attention away from the important things so once we do that we end up with like a very organized and clean digital space across all of our devices and different apps that we use. So for example, uh, like a super, <laughs> some people often struggle with their desktop. They have a lot of icons, uh, some folders, and it just looks like a mess. And so I help people to get like a super clean desktop. I help them get to a point where their file management system is very well organized. It's very simple. Perhaps, you know, you can get to like uh, most of the important things within three clicks or less. Then you also get like a very clean email inbox with just very few folders. Uh, you get to like having zero emails in your inbox. Or let's say if you work in a browser, like a lot of people are just overwhelmed with the amount of tabs uh, that they have and, and just very bad for, for focus, it's distracting. So I just help people to have just a few, few tabs open in their browser. I, I teach them how to do this. It's both about having your digital spaces organized in like a very simple way, but it's also about habits. It's about online habits, how we use these tools. Uh, so that's, uh, yeah, basically what I do. What you end up with is this seamless workflow. In my, in my program, I call it frictionless productivity. And it's frictionless because we, you, usually when we work and we, you know, no one teaches us how to organize ourselves online, like mostly. So for most people, they put a lot of obstacles in between the tasks that, that they work on. So once we eliminate those obstacles, uh, the distractions, unnecessary files, unnecessary emails, and so on, what we end up with is this seamless workflow where the thing that we want to get accomplished 
to just get from start to finish in a much simpler and easier way. That sounds so, on the one hand, it feels it sounds so simple because it's so true that so, so many of us, we have so many distractions, right? So yeah, impactful recommendations to really improve our, our online work. Thank you for sharing this. And I'm thinking because like, I mean, as we as a digital nomads, we are also, we are not having all the time the same environment. So all the time we need to learn to adapt to new environments. I mean, the digital environment can stay the same in our computer, but could you, as you're also, as you're like, as you're an expert and having your digital environment organized, do you maybe have an idea of how we can organize also our external world? Because when we are going to a new location, we need to adapt and maybe this takes us out of our working routine. Okay, so I think that for digital nomads, What's important is having certain routines that help us being organized. So it also depends how often you move, but in general, when we move from place to place, that first week, especially after you move somewhere can be uh, challenging if you want to lead a productive lifestyle, because, well, we want to have certain habits, like maybe we want to work out. We, we have certain foods that we like to eat. And so, you know, we need to do laundry, things like that. So uh, as digital nomads, when you arrive first in a place, you usually spend a lot of time on just finding those, those places that you like. Maybe it's a gym, maybe it's your like, healthy food store. Like in my case, I, I always try to find, find a healthy food store anywhere I go uh, to get like, my, my healthy products. So all of that takes time and kicks us out of our, let's say, working routine. What I do, for example, I have my task manager and the task manager has been a real game changer for me. So I created a template, like task templates that tell me even, and I use this even before I go somewhere. I, so I would, what I would do is once I know I'm going to stay in a certain place, maybe it's an Airbnb in a new city. Uh, be, even before I go there, I look online for certain places like, okay, where's the closest laundry place? Where's the closest supermarket? Where's the clo closest health, healthy food store? And so, for example, in terms of shopping, I also have shopping. So uh, in my, inside my task manager, I have a, a re replicable list of items that I want to buy. And once, so once I arrive, I already have this list. I, I go to a supermarket that I've already found before I came there, I arrived and I just, you know, go there. I tick items on my shopping list, like those that I found. And that's how I automate sort of my, my process of living as a digital nomad. Yeah. So it's all about organization and yes. having a structure plan. Exactly. Yes. And how does it work for you building your business while traveling? Because as I, as I understood correctly, you started your business in Playa del Carmen when you started your digital nomad lifestyle, right? Correct. Yes. And how does it work for you being like always in other places? How, how do you feel about it? Well, I, I try to work, let's say, around six hours a day. Uh, so between Monday and Friday. And pr I think productivity is especially important for digital nomads because, well, 
we want to have that time to enjoy that new place that we're in or any place that we're in. So we don't want to steal our personal time for performing work-related activities. You know, it's of course, like when you're in a new place, it can be sometimes a bit distracting, but I managed to develop this self-discipline where I, the first part of my day, that can be anywhere between, let's usually um, 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. This is my working time. This is my working time. I do work like a focused work on my priorities, on my most important tasks and goals within that time frame. And then I have a more unstructured time to enjoy other activities, go to events, uh, meet people and, and so on. Yeah, that sounds like super good. And I, I love it that you say you take like your six hours because I feel sometimes we are still in this cooperative world where we feel, oh, we need to work eight hours, nine hours, 10 hours. But that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur and a digital nomad, right? That you can, yeah, organize your day and understand like how many hours you really can work focus without like lying to yourself. Because I experienced in, a, in, a, in the past that I thought, okay, I need to work my eight hours, but then I never managed to finish all my tasks because there were like nice events happening. You want to, you are also meeting new people, you are socializing. So this makes it then more difficult. But just having this plan, this when I, when I work focused, I think that helps a lot. According to scientific research, uh, most of us have five hours of, of high quality focus per day. So, you know, even if we work those eight hours, the last hours in our day, they are not very productive. So, so what, I, what I do, like, for example, I don't check email for the first two hours uh, of my work day. And I try to do these most impactful tasks uh, first thing in the day. And then I would leave like those last few hours in the day, I would leave for more, let's say, not what we call a deep work, but more like a shallow work. Things like uh, replying to messages or, or just things that don't take uh, as much brain power. And of course, not everybody has this freedom to work six hours a day. But those of us who are entrepreneurs have more freedom than others. And I know people who work even four hours a day and they are highly productive. They <laughs> run businesses that are super profitable and, and, and yeah, they enjoy a great lifestyle. As entrepreneurs, we have more freedom how to structure our day, how to, let's say, yeah, uh, structure how we earn money. Yeah, and I feel it's also all about understanding ourselves, right? How are we working? What works best for ourselves? Maybe for some it's four hours, for some it's six hours, for some it's seven hours, for some it's one hour, or for some it's working in the morning, for some it's in the evening. I think the important thing is that we understand our times, when and how we can be productive and focused. Yes, fully agree with that. Yeah. So, and I'm thinking also maybe it's an, an interesting to understand how are you growing your business? So how are you meeting new clients um, and all about this? How are you doing it? Are you joining the Digital Nomad events, for example, and then you're, for example, and then you're talking about your service? Are you promoting it online? How do you do it? Well, uh, I uh, approach this from a few different angles. I do go to uh, different digital nomad events. 
And there's uh, different online groups for this. So there's, uh, of course, Facebook, there's certain WhatsApp groups, depend on the location. There are some, uh, let's say, paid groups that I'm a mem- member of uh, that post links to, yeah, just um, different digital mod events. So I will go there and, and meet people. So that's one way. I also organize workshops. So these are live workshops. Most often, at, let's say, co-working spaces. These are pretty good. These places already have a community of digital nomads. So yeah, I just, I, I, I try to tap into this. So that's another way. And in terms of online, I'm doing quite a lot of work these days on um, expanding my activity online. A primary source for me currently is LinkedIn. That's because I already have quite a developed network there and uh, with many followers. That's an easy one. So uh, yeah, I, I would contact people personally quite a lot. Just send them a DM and uh, just try to talk to them and, and see how it goes. And then um, I'm also expanding to, well, experimenting with Twitter and Instagram. So I, I'm not very advanced with those two tools yet. Uh, and I'll probably settle on either Twitter or Instagram. But yeah, I, I did some experiments uh, to see how it goes. And I think it's like super, super valuable that you are already going to the digital nomad events because there you're just spending time with the target audience. And I think that's a perfect fit to socialize, to communicate so your service. So I think it's also a benefit that you are that you are part of your target, of your own target audience. Uh, yes, definitely. It helps me to understand my clients better. And if I interact with them live, that's that's even better. So these, you never know who you're going to meet uh, during those events. And I, I met some really cool folks there during my workshops. And then, uh, yes, well, something else that I recently started doing is, uh, let's say, if I'm in a, a coffee shop, I would sometimes chat up a random person if I see they work online. And uh, I would just ask them questions, just try to understand them, like how they work, how they are organized. And uh, sometimes I would give them uh, a few productivity tips in exchange for them, let's say, showing me how they work online. Sometimes, you know, it's like our computers, it's, it's our personal space. So I sometimes feel like people are, it feels like almost as if someone invites me to their home and they are showing me, hey, this is how I organize my files. This is how I do my email. Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting experience. Cool. And I'm thinking maybe some of our listeners right now, they're thinking, hmm, I'm not sure. Am I productive or not? Do you have like any questions, any ideas, how people can understand how productive they are? Well, that is a great question. <laughs> Let me start from saying that most people do not realize how well they are doing in terms of productivity or like if they are doing it a good job or a bad job. Most people live in a bubble because if you think of it, in order for us to realize if we're highly productive or not very productive, we need certain standards, something that we can compare ourselves to. But no one really does this. So we we buy our computers, our phones, and like we just do whatever we think makes sense. Like we organize ourselves in a way that that makes sense to us, but but we never usually 
talk to our friends and let's say, you know, hey, can we, sh can you show me how you organize your files? Can you, can you show me how you manage your email? We, well, we don't do this. And so we, we are in this bubble in our world and we think that what we do, it just makes sense for us. But, you know, I have a completely different experience because I talk to different people. And so I have, uh, this scale of when I see some, how someone works, I, I have this scale that I can, I can distinguish if someone is doing a good job or not a very good job. And there's certain things that we can, uh, go through, uh, that let's say serve as an indicator for us mm -hmm. to see whether we are productive or not. And it depends on a given tool. So for example, let's say if you look at your desktop, if you have more than 10 apps in your application bar, if most of those apps are apps that you use less than once a week, like then perhaps like that's, that's not a very good standard. That's perhaps like not serving us to be more efficient in terms of email. Okay. Let's say if you have more than 100 email in your inbox and more than five folders, that's also like not a standard that I would say, yeah, the more emails you have in your inbox and then more folders you have, the more inefficient you'll probably be because that's just uh, too much to manage. And, or let's say in the browser, do you currently have more than seven tabs open in your browser and more than one window? If yes, then that's also like an, perhaps not a very good standard. But if you have around seven browser and just one window open, that's pretty much okay. That's like not very distracting. And if you look at your phone, like ask yourself, how many pages of applications do you have? Most people have around 80 applications installed on their phone. That's the average. But we usually use only nine of those applications per day. And so if you have pages and pages of apps on your phone, but you use just very few of them, that's, you know, also an indicator that perhaps, you know, you're not as productive as you could have been because there's a lot of things that distract you. And so, for example, I made an effort to only have one page of apps on my phone and the rest, I have more, but they are hidden in the library. They're hidden from view. Yeah. For example, that, or, uh, in terms of, let's say task management, well, people manage their tasks in different ways. Uh, some people use paper, some people use applications, some people don't use anything. How are you managing yourself? Are you planning your life and work with like a long-term vision? Do you have a written list of goals, let's say for the next 12 or three months? Because if you don't, what happens is we tend to get distracted because then we don't have this North star that's guiding us. And so we tend to do a lot of things that are just random. And so these are some of the questions that I would ask that I usually ask people like in terms of how they manage themselves and their digital devices to figure out if they are productive or not. There's much more to that, but that's uh, just barely scratching the surface. So yeah, but yeah. I think it's already, it's already a lot for us now to check in our computers and our phone. And I truly see it like, for example, the mornings where I know today I need to work on these things. I'm way more productive. Then when I'm thinking, oh, what should I do today? When I don't have this written goals, you know, so I, I really can mm -hmm. resonate with this. I think it's a great point. 
what most people do is they manage usually write uh, their list of tasks, whether it's on paper or somewhere in a document, and they manage their tasks. Like they have a daily list of tasks, but they, they are actually, yes, lacking this uh, strategic direction where their daily tasks would come from their weekly tasks and weekly tasks would come from their, let's say, quarterly or yearly goals that they want to hit. So that, that's something super important if I could give any tip for folks. Yeah, I completely agree with that. So it's not just about having tasks, but having tasks that are aligned with our goals and that, uh, that bring us to this North Star you were just saying. Anything else you think um, for finishing this interview you would like to share? Anything I should have asked you that's missing? Well, for me personally, you know, this digital nomad journey has been uh, so amazing and I do not regret anything, anything at all. And I, I wish that, you know, if you're out there and you're listening to this podcast, and uh, I, I only hope that you take uh, practical steps and uh, just get enough clarity to figure out what you want to do and and just yeah take it step by step and i think that's important that's that that's something that i would like to share that for me i had my vision in mind but sometimes you know in my business especially i only know the next step that i'm going to take in terms of what to grow what how i want to grow and what what i want to do and the next step reveals itself after I do the current step. Yeah, it, it's interesting how it happens, but uh, let's say if I knew my current step, that my next step is uh, like organizing a workshop, which happened just a few days ago. I went there and I actually met someone else whom I'm now working with to do business and organize even more things. So yeah, it just, once you start and once you take that first step, things start growing and it's like a snowball. So that's something very important. And uh, one more thing, what was super helpful for me to figure out how, what I want to do is doing a personality test. And in my case, it was called MBTI. So there's this uh, website, it's, uh, it's actually free. Um, anyone can go there. It's called uh, 16, I believe 16characters.com uh, or something yeah, like that. It's in many languages. Right. I did that and it's been a real game changer. I, I figured out like what I should focus on in my professional life and what I should not focus on, which is equally important. Like you don't want to, you want to play into your strengths. So yeah, that's something I can recommend. And I also worked in recruitment for some time, so I, I was kind of interested in, in these personality tests. Yeah, thanks. That, that was an amazing showing. And I have one last question I was just coming up with, because you were talking so much now about productivity, digital minimalism. There was so much information. Could you resume all your information in just one sentence, what the people should take away with? Well, figure out who you really are and what you want in life and then structure everything you do all of your habits online activity your daily routines in a way that would that that's going to support these goals and also at the same time cut yourself off from anything that's not supporting these goals so that's on a like a very general level to give you an example i have a goals of running a business and being a digital nomad these have been my priorities for, for the 
past several months. So in my Facebook feed, I would not see anything else apart from <laughs> only digital nomad groups and things related to running a business. Yeah, I just cut off my, myself off from all other things that, that would be distracting. And uh, similar with my daily other daily habits. So that's maybe a takeaway that I would like to share with people. Yeah, that's amazing. I feel it, it really gives us a good idea what to do now after listening to this podcast, right? <laughs> amazing. So we will share in the show notes your contact info. So you, you said you are like um, a lot of in, in LinkedIn. So what would be the best channel people could connect with you if they have more questions? For the time being, uh, I would say LinkedIn, and you can find me there as a minimal digitalist. And also uh, Instagram, where I'm as uh, Michal.nomadlife. But I guess the, the link will be visible for people under the, in the show notes. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. So yeah. thanks a lot for your time, for this amazing insights you shared. I feel that was, there was a lot of valuable recommendation, information info for our listeners. Pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it very, very much. I would appreciate it even more if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts for me. That way, more people can find this podcast, more people can hear the inspiring stories that we're sharing, and the more people we can impact for the better. So thank you so much if you are going to leave a review. I really appreciate you. And I will see you in the next episode.